Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Shake it up. Look who it is. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible. Hang it. The bad seed, the broken data, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad attitudes, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad bread, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Ferrella Palatial right across the river through the woods from where Granny had way too many gummy bears at Christmas and started seeing double by New Year's Eve. Take a shot to JMO in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, shit, TV. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tatter, my brains were splattered all over Manhattan, shit, TV, shake it Hey, what's gigging? Happy New Year to everybody. Good to be back in the saddle again. Little Aerosmith for you. Birthday roll call, Dexter Williams, Packers 23, famous Jameis, crab legs for everybody. 26 today for famous. Our boy Patty Connaughton of, uh, you know, NBA lore. Our boy the Irish Patty Connaughton, 27, playing up in Brewtown. Will Barton, Nuggets, 29. Nadamican Sue, 33. AJ Hawk, 36. Gilbert Arenas, 38. Asante Samuel, 49. Keenan McCardle, 50. Howie Long, 59. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Plus, it's Lou Holtz's birthday. I still am trying to figure out how he got a freedom, uh, you know, the Medal of Freedom. That that, that guy in the White House gave him an, uh, some kind of award for something. I don't know what it was, but I don't know how he got it. He was just giving them out like candy, like Pez. Lou Holtz gets a Medal of Freedom, my ass. Here we go. Um... Kevin Stefanski and two other coaches are out for Sunday's game due to the COVID. You knew about that already. Browns tackled Jedrick uh, Wills and Rashad Higgins cited for drag racing overnight. I mean, how stupid are you? I mean, Christ almighty, they come in all sizes, don't they? Here, let's go drag racing the week of our playoff game in Pittsburgh and see if we can get away with it because we're both so stupid ass. Browns facilities closed today because everybody's so stupid. Uh, Mike Tomlin does not know a lot about the guys uh, now taking over the Browns, uh, the coaching staff. That's because no one knows who they are. Their coach isn't going to be there. We'll hear from Tomlin, Ron Rivera today talking about Brady, Bruce Arians talking about Chase Young saying, be careful what you wish for, son. Josh Allen knows the Colts are going to be a tough challenge. I think that game in shuffle off to Buffalo is going to be uh, as good as it gets, Colts, Bills, I really do. Philip Rivers says he's not um, having Super Bowl title thoughts on his mind. You know he's lying. 
That's because he's never sniffed the Super Bowl. Sean McVay, not worried about the quarterback situation. Another lie. I mean, we're going to have to get out the lie test. We're going to have to start putting people on the meter and see who's lying. Matt Nagy doesn't believe the Bears backed into the playoffs. Well, of course you did, Matt. John Harbaugh knows this year's team is different than last year. Oh, did they spend an evening planning that answer? That they'd all gather around, pretend like last year didn't matter? Nice one, John. You're fooling no one. We'll talk about the playoff odds and the AFC, NFC Super Bowl odds. And the Chiefs are the favorite. Bucks are scaring the sports books. It could be the biggest liability. Carson Wentz trade rumors. We'll get into Chan Gailey done with the Dolphins. He resigns. How about the GM of the Dolphins had to go out today, Chris Greer, and say that Tua is their quarterback. People are already ready to jump off the Tua boat down there in South FLA. Joe Douglas, Jets, leaving all the options open with Sam Darnold. That's a nice way of saying he thinks he sucks. Chargers interested in Urban Meyer. By the end of the week, Urban Meyer will have 32 job offers. Arthur Blank says Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are not off limits. They're about done with them. Todd Bowles is going to interview for that job down in Hot Town. And we welcome in radio, all of our radio affiliates. Don't forget, tomorrow we launch on Sirius XM Channel 204. We love you as well everywhere else on all of our affiliates and San Diego on Mightier 1090. Good to be back on the air there, for me at least. Texans will hire Pat's director, player personnel, Nick Casario as their GM. Dave Gettleman returning as the Giants GM. I don't really have a problem with that. I thought everything, uh, in my view, was really going in the right direction. And, and at the end, they, they won. And the bottom line is, the Eagles piked. And I thought the Giants played well enough to get in. And I thought Judge did a great job. There's no reason to fire Gettleman right now. That's just a bunch of fans that don't like it and media that don't like him. Oh, he didn't do enough. It's nonsense. Frank Gore says he wants to play another season. Someone needs to tell Frank he sucked this year. You know, like, Frank, you're finished. Some, is there's no one that loves him that could tell him? I'll tell him, Frank, you sucked this year. <laughs> you're finished. Uh, do you think that did it? I don't know. Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, among the 15 Hall of Fame finalists. We've narrowed it down since they had 300 finalists. Tony Romo may call Sunday's game from my house because of the COVID. Lakers beat the Grizzlies last night, but I had the Grizzlies and all the points and a nice cover there by Memphis for me. LeBron says a great road trip over the Lakers. We'll hear from Steve Nash. Nice performance by the Nets last night. I love uh, Fro Man. Your boy Allen in the middle. Great game for him. Bulls win in Portland. I watched that one. We'll hear from Billy Donovan. We'll get into all of tonight's games. Uh, Governor Cuomo in New York says he's ready for sports betting mobile style. Uh, we're going to get into some UFC with Mafia. Devontae Smith wins the Heisman. I thought he deserved it. I think you did, too. We'll get into Bama, Ohio State. Uh, Trevor declares for the NFL draft. We'll hear from our boy, Blue. That's our boy, Blue. Mike Blue will be with us in hour number two. We'll get into college basketball because there's so many great games tonight. Who needs dinner when there's a delicious on the slate as we got them tonight on the college rack hardwood? NHL divisions will all have sponsored names. We're getting into everything today. Pharrell's back on coast to coast. Don't go anywhere and screw what's happening at the Capitol. But you morons. To the Sports Grid Radio Network. Doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The Pat McAfee Show. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn-up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast on the grid. Carver High is ready for playoff football Saturday, Sunday, all day, all night. There's a lot of stress. I noticed him chewing his nails already this week. When he starts chewing his fingers, you know the Bills are in the playoffs. If it's just fingernails, that's nothing. When the fingers start getting eaten, then we've got a situation in the below. I think that might be the best game. Uh, the Colts and, and Bills, when it's all said and done, I, I think a lot of these other games uh, might be a little overrated, but that one's as juicy as it gets. And maybe, maybe that Pittsburgh – uh, Browns because they're rivals and they hate each other's guts. But without the coach there, I think it has some kind of, you know, lost its luster and intrigue a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I guess you could see all the cuts on my hands already uh, as I get ready for Saturday. We will yep. talk about that one in a little bit. Let's start with the Steelers and the Browns because uh, the Browns are going to be missing their head coach, Kevin Stefanski. They're going to be missing one of their best offensive linemen and Joel Petonio uh, and the, uh, the great Mike Pfeiffer is going to act as head coach. Alex Van Pelt is going to call the plays. So you've got that situation with the Browns, Scotty. You also have tackle Jedrick Wills and wide receiver Rashard Higgins. They were cited for drag racing early on Tuesday morning. Uh, you know, the, just the, the foot got, got caught on the gas pedal. I saw Higgins uh, tweet out before he deleted it, Scotty. Uh, Browns yeah, facility, one. as we know, they're still trying to uh, – uh, get that back opened up. Players need to practice. They should be used to it by now, unfortunately. They've had COVID issues for three or four weeks now. Um, let's go to Mike Tomlin, Sky. Let's start with the other side of this thing. Steelers and Browns, big rivals as we know. They are the late game on Sunday night. Here is Tomlin. He does not know a lot about the guys that are going to be taking over for Stefanski. But quite frankly, Scotty, he doesn't care. Obviously, I know very little about Coach Prefer um, in terms of global decision-making. <laughs> as it pertains to being the head coach. Uh, but I'm sure that they're going to disperse many of those responsibilities. Sure, he'll be the guy acting as head coach on the sideline and making decisions pertaining to, to challenges and things of that nature. But I imagine behind the scenes that they're going to disperse uh, Coach Stefanski's responsibilities. And so it, it's not just Coach Prefer. Um, and so I'm not going to spend a lot of time worrying about that. Um, I do know Coach Stefanski and do have a relationship with him, but that doesn't uh, – 
assure you of anything from a preparation standpoint? I don't know, Coach Reefer. <laughs> All I know is that uh, Stefanski's done a great job with the Browns. I've been impressed with the Browns all season long. I've said it repetitively on both shows, Coast to Coast and Pharrell on the Bench. Uh, even though I'm a Steeler fan, uh, I buy into what they've done. I think he's turned them around. I think they've had a phenomenal season, all things being equal. And I think that, you know, it's got to hurt him to not have him on the sideline. The guy's been so great that he's not uh, going to be there, has to affect this team. Now, I won't deny Alex Van Pelt can call those plays, and I think they can still make a lot of great plays and run the ball, and he can throw the ball Mayfield. I think they'll still be in the game no matter what. But in the end, at some level, I think this is going to cost them. It, it just has to, doesn't it? It's like crazy. To me, it's like losing your quarterback the day before the game. Uh, your head coach isn't going to be on the sidelines, Carver High. This is no benefit at all whatsoever for Cleveland going to Pittsburgh. And remember, I know the Steelers stunk over the last six weeks, but they took off, you know, their big star players took off for the week. Cleveland had to win the game. They could barely beat the Steelers hacks. Yeah. I thought the Browns were going to Brown on Sunday, Scotty. Like when they got came down and they got that touchdown. And if they get that two, man, the Browns could have been out of the mix right there. Having a few days to prepare, I mean, I guess Stefanski can get Van Pelt and Mayfield on the same page so that by the time they get to Sunday, you know, they're going to be good to go. But it's going to make a difference not having the head coach. You saw what the head coach is worth now on a, on a point spread, right? Because it went from three and a half to six. So two and a half points is what a coach and an offensive lineman is worth in the spread. Um, But I I still think the Browns, if they can just do things the right – you know, the Browns, they're they're dumb sometimes, Scotty. You saw them in that game against the Jets two or three weeks ago where they didn't run the football when they didn't have any of their wide receivers. I think if the Browns could stay to a game plan, maybe they can at least hang around with the Steelers in this game. Look, uh, I hit the uh, Browns to win and the Steelers covering the number when it was – uh, at six and a half, I like the Steelers. When it moved to 10, I really loved the Steelers. Uh, so, look, you know, remember, they had played with a bunch of hacks and they still hung with them. And the bottom line is, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, there's no team that Roethlisberger has owned more in his career than the Cleveland Browns. I know most betters that I'm talking to and Sharps are saying that uh, Pittsburgh's going to roll the Browns and Roethlisberger will do what he always does to them. They're going to unleash everything they have on Cleveland. We'll see if they can handle it. Remember, the Browns haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years. Let's not get carried away here with how great they are. And let's hope that they don't lose any more players between now and Sunday and that we get uh, the squads that we have right now at the least. We do have other games this weekend. We have back-to-back triple headers on Saturday and Sunday. Let's go to Saturday night now, Scotty. The Washington football team, who, of course, got in after beating the Eagles on Sunday night. Uh, Ron Rivera... You could tell Alex Smith ain't right. Now, listen, they don't score a lot of points to begin with, but I think you could see in that game, uh, he doesn't seem good. Now, this kid, uh, Heineke, that came in the week before, now Rivera's saying they're going to uh, – Heineken, that they're going to rotate these two guys. <laughs> you know that stuff don't work, Scotty. Rotating quarterbacks in and out in an, in an NFL game. Or he's lying. Or, you know, that could be what he's doing as well. 
Uh, he has a big challenge with Tom Brady, of course, and the Tampa Bay Bucks on Saturday night. Let's hear Ron Rivera right now. He doesn't think that Tom Brady looks like he's 43 years old. Here's Ron. I didn't realize he was 43 because I tell you what, he throws the ball like he's 23. He really does. He, he, he he's, you know, he's got the arm strength. He, he delivers a good ball. Um, he's, he's still, you know, who he is. Uh, and, and that's the scary part is, 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 you know, he, he, he may be that age, but he sure doesn't play like it. I, I know he's, um, you know, when you watch him, uh, I, I know he spreads it around too. That's the other thing because you can't sit there and say, oh, he's going to throw to Gronk or he's going to throw to Mike or he's going to, you know, he's going to throw to, to, to Brown. I mean, he, he's going to do what he does uh, based on what he sees. Now, look, uh, I want to hear from uh, Arians as well, Carver High, on what he's uh, saying about Chase Young, because I buy more into this. Uh, this end of it is where I'm uh, laying, because, look, this team's, you know, popping about 31 a week automatic. I mean, the Bucks are dropping 31 automatic. The Washington football team, they couldn't barely beat a team that, you know, literally lobbed the game to them, that threw the game, that bent over, pulled their pants down and said, here, park the car right in the garage. And you don't even have to leave a tip because uh, Philly threw it, right? So, and they still barely beat them. And uh, so let's not get carried away with Washington. They're really not that good. And he's a little bit banged up. I mean, the Buccaneers are going to kick Washington's ass. That's what I'm getting to in Portuguese here. Yeah, the quote from Bruce Arians yesterday had to do with Chase Young when he was running off the field on Sunday night, some cameras caught him. I shouldn't even say the cameras caught him. He looked directly in the camera and said, I want Tom Brady. And he was screaming yeah. it as he was running off the field. So yesterday, Bruce Arians said he told Chase Young to better watch what you wish for. That was the quote. Watch what you wish for. And, and this is the kryptonite for them, right, Scotty? We've seen good pass rushes give Brady trouble throughout his entire career. And if there's one thing that Washington can do well, it's get those young defensive linemen to cause some pressure. I think that's the only way they have any shot whatsoever in this game. Yeah, the, look, uh, the kid's a great player. There's no denying. Did the same thing when they beat the Steelers. Got all cocky with cameras and me, 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 I, I, I. He's a great player. I won't deny it. But I don't think he's going to sniff Tom Brady. I know they have a great front four on defense. I still think the Bucks protect Brady impeccably. He never goes down. He's hotter than a pancake on a skillet right now. I think they're going to have their way with him. I don't care where it is, when it is, who they're playing. They're flat out better. It's going to be a walk in the park. Is that something? Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sports Rage Late Night. Are you the same coach that won six games this year, Joe? Are you the same coach that beat the Cowboys because of an ass fumble that you were lucky to get that call? Pettis didn't even catch the ball, Judge. It hit the ground. You're the coach of a six-win team. It's Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marenzi on Sports Grid. Weekdays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Listen on our mobile app. IHeart, TuneIn, Sirius XM Channel 204, or wherever you get podcasts. Or watch on the SportsGrid radio page on YouTube. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Coast Carver, let's talk about the Bills and Colts now because, like I said before, this one's going to be juicy. Yes, this is the first game that will kick off the weekend, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Bills and the Colts, minus six and a half for the Bills right now. Let's start, Scotty, with quarterback Josh Allen. He has been red hot, as we know him and Stephon Diggs, but he says that the Colts defense is definitely going to be a challenge for them. Here's Josh. We're trying to go win out and uh, obviously win the next game. Um, nothing matters unless we win this one. And uh, that, that's our mindset. You know, we're going from playoff caliber to championship caliber, um, something the coach McDermott always preaches to us. But, again, this is a team. Uh, they got some studs on defense. You know, Darius Leonard flies around. They got DeForest Buckner, who's a huge body on the inside. He's a problem. Um, on the outside, obviously, they got a guy in Rhodes that, you know, played at the top of his game uh, for a few years now, but is, is probably playing his best ball in his career. So. You know, we got to be ready for whatever they can throw at us, and they still have a, f- a few other guys that can get after the ball. They, they force a lot of turnovers. First of all, let me ask you, are you uh, bummed out that that's the first game on Saturday? Would you rather it be like the third game or, or maybe a game on Sunday? The, does it bother Because remember last year we watched them, uh, you know, they – they got down big, and then uh, you know, uh, you know, it was a miracle that, uh, or you know, when they were up against the Texans, and and they blew that game. Uh, what does this do to you that they're coming out of the gates immediately? I, I don't mind it. I, I think that it's good uh, for me personally, from a viewing aspect. It's probably the best time of the weekend for me to get it. One o'clock Saturday, right out of the gate. Um, it'll be done by the time I hit uh, in-game live with Smitty at 5 o'clock, so I'm not going to have to be uh, worrying about the Bills game when we do the show. Um, I, I, and it also from a rest aspect, if they somehow happen to win the game, I think it will help them the week after that they're playing uh, the first game out of the gates. Weather looks pretty good right now. High 20s, sunshine, no elements, no wind. Um, so I think that this all sets up nice for the Bills. I'm not going to lie to you, Scotty. I'm a little worried. I think that out of all the potential matchups that they could have had, this is not the one that I would have picked. The Colts run the ball really well. Look at how good Taylor has been the last few weeks for them. Rivers, you know, I know he has his moments, but he's a veteran quarterback who's won a lot of playoff games. Josh Allen still has to win his first playoff game. Did they learn lessons last year in that loss to the Texans? I'm sure they did. 
But I've gotten used to them hammering teams here over the last four or five weeks and watching everybody jump on the Bills bandwagon. Um, I'm still a Bills fan, and I and I still got to see it to believe it this Saturday against the Colts. Well, I'll tell you what. Look, uh, I've made a fortune on the Bills this year, and you know that to be fact. <laughs> I, uh, I have made I a fortune on them. I have literally I paid for Christmas with the Bills. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, they have got, in my view, the worst playoff matchup of any team that's in it. They got stuck with a, a team that's as legit as they are, despite a couple of wins. You know, they got their 13 wins, but this is a very dangerous team defensively more than anything else. And, uh, you know, you got a guy running the ball like Taylor, the way they pound the ball, and you're right about the quarterback. He's a veteran. I would have preferred, frankly, to be honest with you, that it did snow and that it was five degrees. I think that would be... Uh, a disadvantage for a dome team to go out into those elements and have fun as much as Lambeau is. I think Buffalo can be uh, advantageous for the Bills. To me, playing in 20 is nothing. That's like uh, living where we are right now. No problem. 25 degrees, let's go. Uh, I do think the Bills are better than the Colts, but I have a hard time, frankly, right now today saying they're six and a half points better in a playoff winner go home game. This isn't a Sunday game. If this were a Sunday game, Bills by 10. But because it's a playoff game, six and a half is too much wood for me. No, I, I'm with you. I, I'm leery about the spread. Uh, you always joke with me. Why don't you know bet on the Bills? I'm not going to be betting on the Bills this week. I am just going to be hoping that they can win this football game because it is going to be a tough one for them. Phillip Rivers also says not having a Super Bowl title does not weigh on him. We know uh, that P-Riv does not have many more cracks at this thing in the playoffs. Let's go to the Rams and the Seahawks, Scotty. Second game on Saturday. Let's start with Sean McVay. We know the quarterback situation. Goff gets hurt. Wofford comes in last week, beats Arizona. Defense did an unbelievable job in that game as well. McVay not showing his cards. He's going to wait all the way up till game time on Saturday to see who his quarterback is going to be, and he is not worried about his quarterback situation. I think the first thing is, is let's see how his thumb is. Let's see what that thing feels like. Um, you know, the good thing is, is, you know, you've got a guy that's won a lot of games, taken us to a, a Super Bowl and, and, and done a lot of great things over his career, Jared. And then, you know, with John having had his first experience in an NFL game, I, I did like a lot of the things that he did the other day. And so, that gives you some some flexibility with uh, with how you handle this week, but feel good about having two guys. But how much um, Jared is able to do this week and how that thing feels, you know, we'll definitely you know go into you know how we handle the rest of the week and, and what it looks like for Saturday. You know, uh, when this number was at four and a half, I really liked it. I, I you know with that defense, it's just too many points. And I thought John did a great job last week throwing the ball. I had no problem at all watching him drop back and throw any type of pass, whether it was a slant, sideways, deep balls, posts. It didn't matter. I thought he uh, threw the ball beautifully. In fact. Uh, the way Goff has struggled throwing the ball over the last 10 weeks, I thought the kid actually threw better than him. I have my reservations about Goff's thumb and success uh, going with that thumb. Uh, maybe let the kid play, see what happens, and maybe Goff if they're in trouble. But I think their defense is too good to be in trouble. They're going to be in this game. I do not think the Seahawks are as good as everybody else does. Yeah, Seahawks offense, it's like they flipped in the middle of the year, Scotty. The, they were scoring points and couldn't stop anybody. Then they started stopping people but couldn't score. I think this is going to be an absolute rock fight. Uh, I think the Rams can definitely win it, and it's going to be one of those low-scoring 
physical games like the Rams and the Seahawks usually is. Let's go to the Bears. Uh, they go to New Orleans on Sunday to take on the Saints. As we know, they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. They lost to the Packers on Sunday. That does not bother Matt Aggie, though, Scotty, who we love on this show. He does not believe at all that the Chicago Bears backed into the playoffs. We, we have some uh, some guys that they care a lot. And when you have the care a lot, the word backed in and all that stuff like that, they, they, they could care less about the backed in comment or whatever that is. Uh, they, they What they care about is is that they understand that they they earned it. They worked hard after, you know, someone someone uh, uh, the other day, it was a stat, what, third team since 1970 to lose six in a row uh, and go to the playoffs, you know. So you lose six in a row, you still make playoffs. That's not That's not easy. Look, I, I think the Bears, uh, the way they played the last several weeks to get in and the way Mitchell played in those games, they deserve to be there. Fair enough. I have no problem with that. But the way they played against the Packers, which is a you know number one seed and a division rival, the way they got their ass beat, you think it's going to be any better on the road against Drew Brees and the Saints? It's going to be the same game. It's just going to be drier. They're in big trouble down in New Orleans. Let me tell you what, they didn't put that number up at 10 for their health. They're going to get their ass beat. They're finished. Enjoy the trip down to New Orleans. You might as well get a hooker and drink some rum. Well, at least Boom. this uh, little flurry late in the year maybe saved Matt his job, Scotty, and we'll have another year of playing these great Matt so. Nagy uh, quotes. Uh, I don't know about Trubisky, but at least Nagy with the way that they scored a lot of points. I don't points think they're getting the rid of threat. Trubisky. They're not getting rid of I him. I think he'll be back uh, I thought Okay. They sh they should get rid of Foles because he sucks. Uh, yeah. Trubisky, yeah. they screwed him over. And the bottom line is he was better than Foles anyway. And I thought he did a very good job, all things being equal. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if he played every game this year, maybe they're a little bit better than 8-8. Eight and eight. In that six-game losing That's streak, right. there might have been some games where uh, Trubisky might have won instead of Foles. Sunday, 1 p.m., Ravens and Titans which what is going to be a good one. Of course, last year, the Titans knocked out the Ravens in Baltimore. They were the number one seed. Still no playoff wins for Lamar Jackson. Here is Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. He knows that the teams he got this year is different than the one that lost last year. The question was uh, compared to last year, and the answer was there is no comparison, you know. So we, we were excited about the opportunity. Uh, I do love the team. I love the players, the coaches. Uh, I love what we've been through, the adversity even, the challenges, because it forges you uh, and it makes you who you are, you know? So um, you know, it's exciting, man. You're living in the moment, and it's an exciting, exciting thing to be in the playoffs in the National Football League. And, and uh, we, I, think we all, I know we all feel the same way about it. I can't believe they're favored to be honest with you, in Smashville, right? I, I just can't even believe it. Uh, I'll tell you, the only thing that impresses me about them in this game with that number is is Tucker, the kicker. I, he is a game changer. He's a game winner. He's a, a, the biggest problem I think the Titans have. I, I just think Henry, Tannehill, everything I like about that uh, Tennessee team is better than this Baltimore team that uh, Jackson gets in and Chokes in the playoffs. Bottom line is, they played great down the stretch. They got hot. I won't deny they're playing really good football. I like the way Dobbins is running the ball. Everything about him. Tucker's the difference for me, but uh, I was surprised. I thought Baltimore would be getting three and a half. I cannot believe they're laying. I'll take the points, and the Titans will win outright.
Yeah, I think everybody's getting hyped up, Scotty, over the last couple weeks where it looks like Baltimore is back. They were playing their bully ball against teams like Cincinnati and the Giants. Those games don't mean anything. They're not playing bully ball against the Titans on Sunday. That is going to be a big boy game. And Lamar Jackson's going to have to make plays, and he did not do it against them last year. AFC odds really fast. We've seen all of them already. We know it's six and a half with the Bills. We know that it's six with the Browns and the Steelers. It's gone back down to three now, Ravens and Titans in the AFC. NFC, Seahawks right now down to three and a half. Uh, Bucks down to seven and a half. Both of those have moved down since yesterday. And the Saints and the Bears still sitting at nine and a half, Scotty. Listen, uh, I'm not changing any of my picks. I'm rolling with these picks all the way through. Uh, you know, hopefully when the lines, if they change a little, like it was at eight or something, moves to seven and a half, that's advantageous. Listening to the home of the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Harbor High, there's so much NFL skinny outside of the games that we've been talking about. we got to continue to hit this stuff. Yes, we do. Uh, First, I will give you the updated Super Bowl odds. Since now that we are at the playoffs, we know who's playing who. We know the deal. Here we go. Chiefs still the favorite at plus 220. Packers behind them at plus 480. We know that those two teams have the bye this week. Then you have Bills, Saints, Bucks, the next three in order. Your updated Super Bowl odds, Scotty. Well, I just think there's no respect whatsoever for the Titans and Rams, and I think that's where the mistakes start. And other than that, I really don't have a problem with any of the uh, the top teams. I think they've got it in perfect order until uh, after the Bucks, uh, and I just don't uh, buy anything from that point on. I don't know anyone that's buying the Steelers, so they're not in the mix. And then you're going to tell me that they're playing better than the Titans? I mean, come on. I, I think those odds are, are terrible. Let's go to a couple of other things outside of the playoffs. You talked earlier about Sunday night, uh, the Eagles, how uh, Doug Peterson put Nate Sudfeld in the game, took Jalen Hurts out. Eagles running back Miles Sanders on IP in Philly yesterday said that the players were not happy with Doug Peterson. There were other reports that even players went up to him on the sideline asking what he was doing. He said, leave me alone. Uh, Tough situation in Philly. You've got rumors that Carson Wentz is going to be out. Um, tough end to the season down in Philadelphia, Scotty. Well, I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to be out of Philadelphia for sure. And I'm hearing, um, on top of the rhetoric we've been hearing about how the players were uh, mad at, at Peterson, I actually have heard from my sources that uh, half the team hates his guts, that they can't stand him dead. They, they hate Peterson's guts, and they don't listen to him. And they don't want to uh, play for him at all. That uh, he's on the outs with his team, so he's already lost the team. So there you go. I'm hearing they, they uh, you know, he makes them sick. So and now, you know, you saw some of it right there. They were players calling out what what decisions were being made, and that they didn't like it. And then a couple of them said that wasn't true. But I guarantee you that there is a huge wave, a consortium of them that uh, that don't like him. His days Another are numbered where, in Philly. Yes, I agree with you. His days are numbered now. Another team that had a tough end of the season was the Miami Dolphins. Had a chance to win and get in the playoffs in Buffalo on Sunday. They got absolutely hammered in all phases. 
Chan Gailey resigned today as the Dolphins' offensive coordinator. A lot of Dolphin fans wanted to pin the blames on him and how he handled Tua. There's but been why? also chatter, Scotty. I, but why? I mean, tell me why you win 10 <laughs> games and you have this waste of time arguing about how this guy should go. You're not happy with this or that. Can't they just realize they had a great season and there were too many good teams in the AFC for them to get in? They had a bad day in Buffalo, but one bad game in Buffalo did not ruin a great season. And Tua was, was good. And he was no better than good. Okay, let's not get carried away with Tua Tagovailoa. He was good. He was nothing more than that. I repeat. So uh, I thought they had a terrific season. I have no idea whatsoever why Chan Gailey resigned. He had to have been forced out because he did a great job with that offense. They won 10 games. I think they should be happy with their season. The team and the fans and the media, anyone that doesn't get that is just stupid to begin with. Well, Tua has only started six games, and after the loss on Sunday, there were some people chattering that maybe the Dolphins should consider a quarterback with that third overall pick that they are going to get from the Texans in the draft. Here, Scotty, is Dolphins GM Chris Greer. He says that is not going to happen. Tua is our quarterback. Tua I'm very happy with. He's our starting quarterback. Uh, He did a nice job this year coming in uh, as a rookie with no offseason and and the challenges of, of dealing with all that and um, very happy with him and uh, looking forward to watching him progress here over the next with an off season here and going into next year. And, you know, for us, uh, not really talking about draft strategy, anything right now, the season just ended and uh, we're, we're just going through our process like we do all the time. And, uh, and we'll deal with that here in the future. Great coaching, great front office. The kids on the on the up for sure. Everybody needs to go to the beach and lay in the sun for a couple hours, for Christ's sakes. Calm down. You had a great year. What is wrong down there? I mean, this is a – what a waste. Can you imagine winning 10 games and crying this much to your mommy? Oh, my God. I'd love to win 10 games every single year. I'll take it, and I'll drink Scotch Rocks. I mean, this is the biggest waste of time of a story I've ever seen that they're mad down in Miami. Shut the Pharrell up. What you should be mad about is how bad the heat look. (laughs) Yes, uh, it's amazing. After some really bad seasons, too, uh, they are not happy down in Miami. Jets GM Joe Douglas is leaving all options open. When it comes to quarterback Sam Darnold, we know they have the second overall pick. They're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. Will they trade Darnold? Will they draft a quarterback at two? That will be the question, Scotty, now for the next three months in New York City. Yeah, I trade him for who? I mean, there's so many hack quarterbacks in the NFL. I actually am starting to uh, let the club soda simmer down on the rocks. I think they should stick with him. And, you know, finally get a coach that doesn't suck and then get some players. They have no talent on the team. I thought their defense was tough. So worry about your crappy offense. Get him some players and get some coaches that know what they're doing instead of bounty gate coaches and backstabbers and liars and weirdos. I mean, Adam Gase is such a cornball. I don't think the guy should coach again at any level in the NFL of anything, assistant, head coach, nothing. He has proven that he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. 
The Jets, of course, are one of six teams that are looking for new head coaches. Assistants all over the league, Scotty, are doing Zoom interviews left and right, whether it's Eric Bieniemy or Robert uh, Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator from the Niners, Dable in Buffalo. Everybody's lining up the Zoom interviews. The Chargers are interested in Urban Meyer. There's also been talk about him and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Arthur Blank, the Falcons, uh, they are going to interview Todd Bowles for their head coaching job. And, And Blank also said, Scotty, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, not off limits this offseason when it comes to trade discussions. He's going to let the new GM handle that. Uh, Full rebuild for the Falcons? Strip it all down? Listen, uh, I have no problem at all moving on from Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I know that sounds insane, but you've already been to the well with them. You blew a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. You will never go back with those two again. They already got rid of Thomas Dimitrov, and they fired their coaches and Quinn and everything else. I think Bowles has done a great job after he was the Jets coach. He proved how good he could be. I think that'd be a decent shot I could live with. I'm not sure they'll hire him, but I actually would. Uh, be interested in entertaining offers for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. They could load that team up right now, here and now, if they traded both of those guys, there would be takers like nobody's business for both of them. And I can guarantee you that. So, uh, you know, if I'm the the new GM down there, uh, I would make that move. I I have no problem with it. Matt Ryan never got it done in Atlanta. That's all there is to it. He's only getting older. And this year, what did he do? He was terrible. They were terrible. It's over in Atlanta, the whole Matty Ice show. You know what he has? He's melted completely, Matty Ice. You don't even deserve that nickname. You suck. One team has... He does. He's, he's finished. I'm with you. I don't think he can hack it anymore. Uh, interested to see if he does go somewhere. Him and Stafford in Detroit. Maybe they'll both have uh, new homes this year. One team has hired a GM already. The Texans, uh, they finally get Patriots director of player personnel, Nick Casario. Tried to hire him two years ago, and the Patriots blocked it. They get their guy now. Dave Gettleman will return as giant GM. I heard the owner this morning saying how great a job Dave has done uh, rebuilding the team the last year. So Gettleman's going to get a chance to keep going with the Giants. And I know you're excited that Frank Gore is considering coming back for a 17th NFL season. No, he's finished. I Listen, real quick on Gettleman, there's nothing wrong with the Giants. They're on the up. I thought they made great strides. I thought Judge did a, a great job, all things uh, considered. Fact, frankly, I, I think they should leave them together, which is exactly what they're doing. There's no point in breaking up that band that's just starting to get its feet. You know, they're, they're getting their footing. I think they're moving in a, in a real positive direction. I haven't seen the Giants look that bad and then that tough. Like over the last few years, they've been that bad. I thought they were a really tough football team for the last 10 weeks. Uh, I like that uh, where they're headed. Not sure if they have a quarterback yet. Don't know if Jones is definitely going to be the guy. Can't give up on him, though. You can't. You got to go another year. I think that's a situation where next year is his third year. You see what you really have by the end of that season. Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson are among the 15 Hall of Fame finalists. They have finally, Scotty, whittled it down from 400 to 15. Uh, We will find out Super Bowl weekend who's going to be joining the Hall of Fame. And Tony Romo. Peyton Manning will get into the Hall of Fame. 
I, I think that Peyton's <laughs> going to get in. I think that Peyton Woodson and uh, Megatron are probably three yeah. uh, guarantees, those guys that are on for the first time. Yeah, Romo Megatron Mayfall. was great. What a quitter. He's just like Barry <laughs> Sanders. Those guys are great. <laughs> Romo may call Sunday's game on CBS, uh, the New Orleans game, at home in Dallas. Speaking of soft tissue. Speaking yeah. of guys that are quitters, I mean, can you imagine making a million dollars a week calling games and you're you're that much of a femme, you're not going to go call the game? Honestly, come on. It is it is what it is. Uh, NBA, Scotty, next hour we will get into tonight's schedule. There's a lot of games tonight in the NBA. There was very few last night. I know you said that uh, you had the Grizz with the points last night. The Lakers won that yes, game sir. against Memphis. Yes, How about the Bulls yes, came back? The Bulls were I down 18 at the end of the first quarter. They beat they beat the, the Blazers. You had the Spurs beating the Clippers outright in L.A. Uh, really, a couple, and the, how about the Nets hammering the Jazz as well? Uh, I had you can ask Mafia. I was on a tear, unequal by my peers last night, hitting those NBA spreads. Uh, I hit the, all the big spreads, including the Bulls, with that nine and a half piece. And uh, the Knicks, I mean, you name it, I had points rolling all over the place. And uh, it was a great night. Grizzlies covered it, and they don't even have any bodies. And I know that uh, you've been out, uh, of course, coming back the last few days. Kevin Durant's going to miss the next week. The Nets haven't played that well, Scotty. Like, before last night, where they put a beating on the Jazz, like, after that first week, opening night, Christmas Day, they looked outstanding. And now, all of a sudden, the Nets looked bad. No KD last night. Kyrie has a huge night with 29. Um, what have you thought of the Nets here over these first few weeks of the season? You know, I actually have been surprised at how bad Chris LeVert has looked. His shot has been atrocious. I think Joe Harris has played poorly. Uh, the only guy that has stood out to me, you know, that I'm not supposed to be excited about, like that I'm going to, you know, talk about every day or be on top of, is Allen. I love the fro man. I think his uh, play in the middle. Watching him last night swat Gobert on back-to-back possessions just right in his face. One of them on a dunk. He swatted and stuffed his ass and then hit him from behind with a swat off the glass. I thought he played fantastic, especially with his control of his mini hook. I thought he was putting the ball in beautifully. I expect Kyrie to be great. I expect KD to be great. But I don't expect... Uh, Allen to be great. I think he's always been very effective and useful, but now he's turning into a hell of a big man in the NBA. I love his game. He's 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 taking his game to a whole different level this year. Yeah, and the Jazz will be in the Garden tonight on a back to back. We'll talk about that later on. I like the next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, uh, for the, you know, there's been some chatter over the last few weeks that he's going to start to consider it. Uh, And today, uh, he announced that there is going to be some kind of legislation. He's got the state of the state coming up on Monday. Uh, We know, Scotty, that New York State uh, needs money uh, with what's going on with COVID. Uh, He's talked about now marijuana and mobile sports betting being thrown into the pool to try to make some money for the state. Uh, It sounds like they still need to iron out a lot of the details with it. Um, I saw some reports today talking about 
you know, wants to go with one carrier or wants to do it through the lottery. He's got, he's got a lot of things that he's got to work out. But it sounds like we are a little bit closer to finally getting some mobile betting going uh, in the state of New York. One carrier? So he's going to let one sports book do the whole state? Boy, what a deal well, for them. Uh, that makes yeah. no sense to me whatsoever. There'll be a bunch of them. Yeah, he, he, that's part of the, you know, one of the, some of the things that need to be worked out. Uh, this is very he early. he doesn't know what he's There's talking the, about. Right. There's a long way to go. So we, we need to see this through. But at least it's being talked about now. Because forever it was, I don't want to talk about it. It's not happening. End of story. And at least there's some discussion. We just have to see this through. It's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen in a month. But at least it looks like that down the road, sometime this year, there's finally some light that maybe we could get some mobile sports betting. Because you know it's got I mean, a lot of people are traveling over the river. You know where they're going. You know that they are. Everyone. Going over the Meadowlands sports. Everyone sports. is. It's happening. And New York it's- wants their piece of the pie. It's everyone. So here's the deal. Like all of those New Yorkers that come into New Jersey to bet, none of them will ever do it again. <laughs> They'll all do it in New York. Uh, it's it's because they have to go to New Jersey. And that's why you, frankly, go anywhere, whether it's uh, the Meadowlands, whether it's the Vandal Sportsbook there, whether it's Monmouth, whether it's Atlantic City, all of those places are packed. Uh, and they're filled with New Yorkers. Uh, there's a lot of people from New Jersey there as well, but I guarantee you it'll dissipate if they get New York Global Sports Betting. You'll see at least half of that crowd going. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about it. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 